What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fulfillment Podcast, where we help discover better you by finding fulfillment in life, relationships, and finance. I'm your host, Josh. And in this episode, we'll talk about the stages of growth and how to use them to influence others and uh, communicate with others, especially figuring out what stage they're in and how you can communicate by discovering what stage you're in and how those two kind of work together. Almost like a zodiac sign, but not quite. Um, this is definitely stuff that I've noticed, so there is room to interpret here, but I think it's a very helpful to understand the psychology behind where people are at in their life and in their transformative journey. And I think you can use this just in your own life. I mean, I definitely encourage you guys to go and discover and use these tips as we talk about them and figure out where you're at in your life and, uh, how you can use that right moving forward and how you can use that to progress because I'll kind of tell you how to get from one to another, how to shift through them. At the same time, how you can use that to communicate with somebody kind of in a different stage than you. Um, it's, it's really cool stuff. So to get started, I'm not going to spend any more time on the intro, but to get started, there's three stages to growth, right? I, I call these the three growth stages um, and of life. The first one is the closed phase. The closed phase. So there's the closed phase, the open phase, and then the growth phase. And what they are is basically the closed phase is when you're... Uh, you're almost resistant to any outside support or help. You're kind of like in a dark, negative place. You have a lot of negative energy in your life. You're not quite where you want to be. You feel like something's missing. You feel like something's off. Uh, You don't feel that you are fulfilling the purpose and the duty that you have, almost like you have a higher calling or something else is being asked of you, and you're not quite on the path that you should be on in order to achieve what it is that you should be doing sure you've all had that. I've definitely been there. This was uh, very much pre-divorce. I would say this is even uh, pre that second relationship I had following the divorce. This was pre that. My my open phase, the second phase really didn't happen until that second breakup. I was in the closed phase the entire time. I would say for the first 26 years of my life. Uh, A lot of people go can go a lot longer. I, I think it's rare that people really open up uh, like younger than their 20s and stuff. I think we're very closed and we're, we're very focused on we only know what we've been trained as a kid, as we've grown up with our parents and all that kind of stuff. But it does happen at some point. There's like a revelation point, right? I call it a shift moment that occurs in your life. And that's when things move in a different direction. And that's how you shift to the open phase. Uh, but for the closed phase, some of the characteristics, you're resistant to outside support or help or you know knowledge or sharing or anything. You reject any attempt to improve. You think you're as good as you should be. You think you're where you need to be, almost kind of arrogant, if you will. And you place blame on external forces. So other things are affecting you. Other things are doing the stuff that's happening in your life. Um, Outside people and outside things, right, are influencing the life that you have. You're not the one in control. Everything else is in control. Those are characteristics of the closed phase. The second phase, the open phase, this is the middle one. The open phase is some sort of shift moment happens to get you from the closed phase to the open phase. This can be, uh, there's different characteristics to what can happen, what the shift moment's defined as. We'll talk about those in a second. But what the open phase characteristics are is the open phase means you're now, you're open to new ideas. You're open to the understanding that you could possibly be wrong. You're willing to let go of restricting ideals, things that keep you held back and in that bubble and, and believing the things that you were, you're willing to let go of those in support of of good things, right? And then you seek knowledge and the possibility of growth. You're not seeking the, you're not currently in the growth, but you're seeking the possibility of growth. You understand that maybe you're wrong and there is a possibility. There's an opportunity out there that you may have been rejecting that now 
is possible. So it's almost like the seek help phase, kind of, if you will. You're open to the idea of more. And then the third phase, the, the kind of final stage of this, the third one, is the growth phase. And the growth phase is when you're actively seeking to change your environment. You're taking steps and actions to move yourself forward, hence the growth. Uh, another characteristic is you begin to let go of relationships or things that don't support your growth. You do things that the point B would do. So you start living that point B lifestyle when you start putting that goal on the wall, right? You start living the lifestyle of what that that goal would be. You start making decisions and doing things that you would do in that point B life. Uh, you focus a lot less on the opinion of others. You stop concerning yourself with other people and you focus more on yourself. You are in control. You are the one making the decisions. You are one that is working forward. And as a result, you start shrinking your circle, right? So you start letting go of people that don't support your ideas. You don't, you start letting go of people that are in maybe the closed phase and holding you back and have that negative energy, right? The, the, the non-supportive energy telling you, you can't do it, or you should give it up, or you should go back to doing what you were before. You start letting go of those people in pursuit of the growth of where you're trying to get to, to that point B lifestyle. So those are the three phases, the closed phase, the open phase, the growth phase. This kind of makes sense, right? The closed phase, an important characteristic of the closed phase is you're very, you're closed off, you're rejected, you think you are right, you think you know everything, you won't take any outside um, kind of like influence, you, you, you blame everything on something else, you are not wrong. So it's the biggest kind of like characteristic is, is you're not in control of things. You think you know everything, but you understand how that, that means you're not in control. Everything else is happening to you. You're not in control of anything that's happening in your life. And that's the biggest characteristic of the closed phase. Really important to understand. You cannot leave the closed phase until you decide to have some sort of shift. Something happens to move you out. I call it the shift moment. Some sort of significant moment happens in your life, in your mindset, right? In, in your life, your emotional state. Something happens to shift you out of the closed phase. And you can only do that yourself. Nobody can do that for you. It is not something that will happen with the outside influence. It's the biggest reason why, like in the Bible and when people talk about God and stuff and they talk about God gives you free will to make a choice. Well, the reason is, is because you have to get yourself out of the closed phase in order to open up. They say, open your heart, right? Open your heart to God and open your heart to love and accept him. And they're talking about this concept right here of you are in the closed phase. You're rejecting of everything else when you become open is when you have this shift moment and it's usually some sort of emotional event in nature. The shift moment is typically emotional in nature. If you think about uh, prisoners in jail, right? They're, they're in the closed phase their whole life. They, they're committing crimes. They're doing these felonies. They're doing all these little things and then, or maybe not even little things, right? They're doing all of these things. And then something happens. You, you hear about uh, recovery stories or movement stories or the guys decide to change and, and do something different with their life and they have this sort of shift when they're in prison they, they discover god or they discover the bible or they you know discover some sort of humanitarian effort or they discover their passion and what they really want to do to help the world they have this sort of shift moment that is an emotional moment that happens to them in prison and then they kind of turn their life around from that right that that is the shift from the closed phase for them to the open phase so they have that shift moment that happens in their life. Uh, that's why it's most likely 
emotional. It has to be emotional because it has to touch the subconscious. It has to reprogram all these little things that are happening in your in your world because you you need to become something different. So that's that's why the shift has to happen. Think about people who have like near death experiences, right? Those are shift moments that happen at an emotional level to trigger some change in the subconscious to get them on a path of being open to the possibility of new life, of a new change in their world, to not continue to live the same thing they've been doing, that point A life, to let go of it and become open to the possibility of this point B, to move towards some positive direction. And then you think about like for me, right, the divorce. The divorce is a pretty big one. Um, A lot of other people, right, that's also a pretty significant shift moment. It can be a shift moment. Uh, The breakup, right, breakups and relationships, that's kind of like on divorce, but breakups can be also like a substantial shift moment. Uh, The death of a spouse or a loved one or somebody close to you, right? Those can be shift moments too. Anything that triggers some sort of emotional inflection on your subconscious to result in a desire to shift and leave one point A lifestyle to get to something else. You may not know what point B is. You're probably not even aware of it at this point, but you do have some sort of emotional shift that's happening inside you. And that's when the shift moment occurs for me, what triggered me was not ranger school. Ranger school was very, very difficult and that was hard. Uh, but the physical endeavors that I went through did not trigger that emotional change. Uh, there, there was definitely a lot of emotional struggles in there, but it was not enough for me personally, right? It's different for everybody. Whatever is going to be your, your shift moment, the trigger that happens for that shift moment is different for everybody. For me, the physical struggle of ranger school was not that for some people it was, but for me, it was not going through the divorce. The divorce was not even a shift moment for me. And I will say that because I was not as emotionally attached, right? I, I remember talking that you feel like you should have some bigger, this is earlier, just in the episode I said a few moments ago, how you feel like you should have something bigger, right? There should be something more in your life. You feel like you're meant to do more. I, I did. In the marriage, I felt like I, I had something more, right? I, I was settling, so there was something more for me. So the breakup, the divorce felt like it was on the path. I was now like getting on that path, but I was not at any point that didn't have that like emotional transition yet because I was still struggling, right? I was still kind of figuring things out and still going through it. But I will say, even that first breakup was not my shift moment. It was the second breakup. And the reason because, the well, that's not true. Actually, it was the first breakup because that was the one that was the hardest for me. That was the most difficult for me to go through because that had the most impact in my emotional state at the time. That's what drove me to make the decision to break up the second time was because I knew if I ever wanted to find that again, I had to heal from the past. And in order to heal from the past, I had to be alone. And that's what got me to the point to get into the growth phase later on down the road. But you have to be able to make that decision on your own and you have that trigger internally. So that's the biggest, that's the most important part of the shift moment occurs to get you from the closed phase to the open phase. And the shift moment has to be something that happens to you or has to be something that happens in your world. It's not like you choose to do it or something like that. It's, it's something that triggers an emotional change and an emotional response to shift the change in your world. Okay. To, to do something. Usually there's like some sort of kick in the ass that happens. And then you begin, you take, you make a decision to shift at that point, right? You start moving in the positive direction. That's your shift moment. Um, the open phase begins generally with some sort of a monumental decision. So typically quitting a job or breaking up with significant other or relocating, moving, right? Those things, those things are all examples of 
open phase transitions. So moving, taking, having some sort of monumental decision that you are going to do something to change. I went through that first shift. So that open phase transition, I went through that monumental change when I made that first breakup. When, when I went through the first breakup, that, at that point I realized that, okay, there is some sort of path that I have to take. And it, it, I know I did the breakup, but it's not even like I felt it. It happened. It was something that like occurred to me, but it was something that was necessary and I didn't understand it then, but I had to make a decision at that point that I wanted to move forward and I wanted to discover that love kind of again. And in order to do so, I knew that I had to continue to move forward. I had to make some changes in my life. I had to do some things. So like I made a decision that I was going to start transitioning out of the army and that that moment, right, made so many ripple effects down the road. I had met so much, so many different like new people and stuff that it had started to change and shift the environment that I was living in that started opening my mind, right? I was in that open phase at this point. So I started opening my mind to different possibilities to potentially not being in the army forever for the rest of my life to potentially surrounding myself with a different crowd of people, right? So getting a new job that was when I started working with Northwestern, that was that new job, that new transition, that new group, that new environment of people, new thinkers that I started to surround myself with. And I started to kind of transition into that open phase and I started to go through that. Now, to get to the growth phase, the growth phase happens when you decide to relinquish yourself completely of version A in order to achieve some greater idea of what it is you want to be. I call it version B or point B, where you want to be at point B. And that is for me when I went through, I was in the open phase after that first breakup and I was still dating. I started dating somebody, right? Again, I shouldn't have done this, but I started dating somebody again. And the point when I transitioned to my growth phase, I came back from deployment and I knew that in order to really get to the potential of where I needed to be, in order to do the things that I'm doing today and all these wonderful stuff and to live the lifestyle that I'm living today, I had to let go and relinquish that relationship. That was kind of like the last thing holding me back, right? So that was the big thing. I had to relinquish myself completely of version A and just be all in on version B of, of Josh, who Josh was going to be version B. I had to completely relinquish everything and let go. And it's hard. That is the hardest thing to do. Because the growth phase begins when you are okay relinquishing yourself of version A, of the life you have at version A to pursue B. You want, you have this burning desire to achieve more. Almost like you had a taste, of, I had a taste of it, of what it was like when I dated that first relationship right after the divorce I had was in that. I had a taste of what it felt like to be in that genuine love. And I wanted to be back in that, but I was never going to get to that in its full and purest form. I was never going to get back to that if I was still in a relationship, I had to spend a significant amount of time really pursuing and being happy and becoming confident in who I was and comfortable with myself. So I had to go through that. Now you start noticing during the growth phase, you start noticing yourself achieving little things. As you're going into the growth phase, you start taking action. It's almost like that's, that's the difference between the open and growing phase is you're taking action to achieve that version B of yourself. The, the open phase is just kind of like the discovery process of you're not closed anymore. Now you're open. It's like the whole world is all of a sudden enlightened to you. It's almost like an enlightening moment for you. And then the growth phase is the active pursuit of that version B. 
So it's, it's actively achieving and going for the things that you're setting for yourself, these goals that you're setting for yourself. You find the things that you want to do and the things you want to achieve, and you start pursuing those things. Typically, you find some sort of mentor or a YouTube channel or an Instagram page or somebody that's putting out the content that you want to follow, mimic, and mirror, and you start kind of following those things and going in that direction. Uh, you could still be in the open phase if you're not taking action. Once you start taking action, that's when it changes things from open to the growth, and you start going forward. Typically, what happens in the growth phase is you find a mentor, somebody who is doing what you want to do, and they start pulling you along, and you kind of start mimicking and mirroring things that they're doing in order to achieve a similar outcome, your outcome personally, but nonetheless, you're going to achieve some sort of similar outcome because they're going to help you get along, right? A lot of people, a lot of famous people have mentors that have helped guide them and help save them a lot of time and a lot of effort and all this stuff to get them to where they want to be. So that's another characteristic of the growth phase and what you'll notice as you start going into the growth phase. You start achieving the things that you've never really achieved before. You start doing things differently, right? You're living a different lifestyle. You start becoming that version B of yourself. It may be tiny at first, but once you start looking at it, you're like, holy shit, my life is different. And this usually takes a process. I always say a year. Give yourself at least a year of time to notice some sort of change. I, I think I took about six months or so uh, no, it was longer than that. It was like eight or nine months in the open phase. I was in the open phase for like nine months to a year. It was, it, was, it was right around nine months to a year. I was in the open phase until I decided to do that breakup. And that's what pushed me into the growth phase. That That's when I started taking action, seeking counseling and doing all these little things, seeking a mentor and making decisions about the life that I wanted to live and setting goals for myself. That's when I started to move into the growth phase. So it takes about a year to be in the open phase. I It's different for everybody. I'm just going to say that's what my timeline was. I would predict most people are going to be pretty typically around the six month to a year, maybe even a year and a half. The biggest thing is don't put a timeline on it. Don't put a timeline on how long you have to be in any of these phases. The closed phase, fuck, for some people lasts until they're on the deathbed. You know, like a lot of pissed off people in the world now is, you know, kind of think one side of the aisle leans more one way than the other. But you can tell where people are in their life based on kind of the way they react and the way they perceive things and the way that they feel either victimized or grateful for the things that are happening in their life. So you can you can definitely predict how to talk and how to communicate by knowing where somebody's at in this timeline. So what does that mean, right? How can we look at communicating with somebody as we go through this, kind of identifying using these points to identify where somebody may be in their timeline and where we are in our process. I'm, I am now in my growth phase. I am in the growth phase. I am actively taking action to pursue what it is I want to do. A lot of people may be in the open phase. You may be in the closed phase. And this listening to this podcast may be your way of having some that shift moment start to occur in your life to where you all of a sudden have this breaking point to where you shift and you become open and you become honest to yourself and you start doing this. Most people, I'd say, if you're listening to the podcast, you're either in the open phase or the growth phase. Most people are probably in the open phase. In order to get yourself into the growth phase, remember, set a goal, start taking action. Go listen to like the first few podcasts when I start talking about law of attraction and how to start moving yourself in that right direction. You set a goal and then you start doing things that your version B would do in their life and you'll start achieving those things. Aaron Dowdy talks about how he started to shift from he wanted to be a full-time YouTuber, but he was working at Nordstrom Shoes and he was you know selling shoes for uh, women's shoes and stuff. But 
he wanted to be a full-time YouTuber. He didn't enjoy what he was doing. He liked, he wanted to work for himself and do things on his own. So what he started to do is he started to live the YouTube content creator lifestyle. And he started to create a YouTube channel or a YouTube, not channel, Jesus, a, uh, a video every single day. And as he did that, he put himself in where he wanted to be in point B and he started to achieve the things of that version B of himself that he wanted to become. So that's how you do it. So go back and listen to those episodes. If you haven't listened to them yet, they're good. They're pretty in depth, but they're good because they're going to outline all that stuff for you. But that's how you start getting through these, these things. So recognizing where someone's at in a phase, recognizing where you're at in a phase and the characteristics of what you're doing and where you're going, and then recognizing where someone else is can help you kind of interact and support somebody that may be going through different things. Now, how to communicate with somebody if they are in one of these phases and how you interact with somebody in the different phases. Now, I mentioned before, closed phase people, right? If you are in the closed phase of your life, if your mindset is in the closed phase, you cannot shift from closed to open with outside support. There are no external factors or external support that can shift you. It has to be something that you choose and you decide to do on your own. Just the same way you cannot force somebody to love you, you can force somebody to marry you, you can force somebody to sleep with you, that's not encouraged at all. You can force somebody to do a lot of things, right? You can force somebody to kiss you, you can force somebody to, to live with you, to cook for you, to, you know, whatever. You can force somebody, I'm not, not necessarily forcing, you can just pay somebody, you know, have a lap dance or pay somebody to cook for you or pay somebody, you know, you can pay for like different things. But it's not real right? You can't force somebody to love you. They're only going to love you by their own decision, not by yours. Just the same as you're not going to love somebody by someone else's choice. You're going to love them on your own decision. You decide if that's going to be something that you're going to do or not. And the same is true. That same concept is true with the closed phase. They are not going to escape the closed phase unless they make that decision and come to that realization on their own. I was talking to a buddy of mine, um, not too long ago and we were just talking he's got a buddy who's very very negative he's very much in the closed phase of his life and and my friend the one who I was talking to is in the open phase of his life so they're in two different spots well the buddy that's in the closed phase that he was talking to, he's like dude he's just how do I spend time with this guy he's he's important to me I see him all the time at work you know he's, he's a cool dude but he's just so negative all the time and everything he says is negative and just I feel like he's draining energy and all this stuff how do I you know like how do I deal with that relationship and the first thing we did was we had to identify where he's at. Is he in the growth closed or open phase? And he was in the closed phase. We determined he's in the closed phase because he's negative. He doesn't take any outside support. He's always, something else is happening to him and you know, he's not in control of his life. So he was identifying in the closed phase and we determined how do you talk to somebody in the closed phase? Well, you cannot pull someone from the closed phase to the open phase. How do you talk with somebody that's in the closed phase or how do you, how do you help somebody move from closed to open? And this is where it gets interesting because in order to move somebody from closed to open, someone that you don't talk to, right? You can't, you can't force somebody to come to this conclusion on their own. They have to do it on their own. So how do you get somebody to come to these conclusions on their own? You have to limit the time you spend with them. Edit the time you spend with them to only the time that they're positive or in a positive state of mind. And if they're not in a positive state of mind, then you're not spending any time with them. You start closing these people off. You start leaving them alone and you let them be. 
because you don't want that in your life, right? You're trying to, you're in the opener growth phase and you're trying to get better. You're not going to be surrounding yourself with people in the close phase. You don't need negative energy in order to grow. You need to grow. You need to focus on yourself. Those are characteristics of the opening growth phase is you focus on yourself because you need to be able to pull other people up. People in the growth phase can pull people in the open phase up and that's what they need to be doing, but they cannot react to anybody in the closed phase because they will not take outside support. They won't take any external support to get them out. Right. And they're right in their mind. They are right. So since they have so much negative energy, you, you have to limit your time or spend no time with them. And what this does, it seems super counterintuitive, but what this does is if you don't spend time with them or you start limiting the time that you're spending with these people that are in the closed phase, they start losing, right? One at a time, they'll start losing these little relationships. And to them, these relationships are, these relationships are important. They, they may not say they are. They may not react that way. Most of the time, they will. These relationships in them are important because negative energy needs positive positivity to, to feed. Or negative energy kind of bounces off of it, off itself and it keeps getting deeper and deeper and dark, and like darker, right? So if you're not feeding it with positive energy or even just accepting their negative energy, because they can constantly create this negative energy and push it out to you. And if you accept it, then it, it feeds it more or less, right? You're feeding their, their negativity. So by closing that off, they now no longer have anybody to go to. So they sit and they kind of like, it's almost like a self wallow, like a pity fest. Well, if they do that long enough and they realize that all the people that are positive in their world stop taking off, what it does is it, they shift darker and darker and darker. And one of the things my buddy asked me, he's like, okay, so here's the scary part. He's like, I don't want anything bad to happen to him. And nobody does, right? Nobody wants something bad to happen to this person. If they're going to continue to spin into this dark spiral, something bad could happen. And here's where things get interesting. Yes, things could happen. Something bad could happen. That's called the shift moment for them. They get to such a, an emotional place. Remember one of those characteristics I talked about earlier. What's a characteristic of how somebody shifts out like that shift moment? What is a characteristic of a shift moment? I said it's typically it has to be emotional in nature. It has to cause an emotional shift in your subconscious to change your life, to get you out of that closed phase. It is near-death experiences, divorces, relationship breakups, or uh, people that are close to you passing away, typically. Those are, those are very, very common examples of things that would do that, right? Near-death experiences. Think about somebody who has gone through something that is so dark and deep and destructive to them that all of a sudden, when they go through that, they shift. Their life changes, right? They get the help that they needed. They get the support that they needed. I'm not saying wait and don't give them the help and support. If you recognize somebody that needs help and needs support, give that to them. That can be their shift moment too. They don't have to try and cut their wrist in order to get to their shift moment. You can help them get there before then, right? You can stop that and you can protect somebody and you can bring them to the support that and that alone. So here's a, here's a really cool thing. That alone, you coming in and recognizing, hey man, you are in a dark, deep place. I don't think you're in a good spot. You need to talk to somebody. You coming and recognizing that for someone else can be the emotional charge that they need to hit that shift moment in their life and to recognize somebody else sees I'm not doing very well and I'm going backwards where I should be going. I need help. And that can be their shift moment. That can be the moment that changes and puts them into the open state because then they start going to counseling, they start going to therapy, they start getting things off their chest. Whereas before they didn't get to that point until you came in. Remember, they started just, you, everybody started leaving them. You started limiting your time with them. Like they started swallowing in their own self-worth and they started going down, 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 down in the spiral until some point you came in and you're like, bro, you need help. And then they're like, fuck, 
because before they were so closed and they weren't taking any support. They weren't taking any outside action. And then all of a sudden they, they had this yearning for it. They had this need for it. And then you offered that and it shifted. It gave them that kick in the ass, right? That emotional kick in the ass to change something, to move them from the close to the open. And then maybe their whole time during therapy, during recovery, during all that whole process, maybe that is their time that they're in the open phase. And that can, there is no timeline on that. That can take just as long as it did in the closed phase. Typically it doesn't, but it very well can. You can live your whole life in the open phase. You don't have to get to the growth phase ever. You can live your whole life in the closed phase. You don't ever have to get to the growth phase. You don't have to ever get to the open phase. Some people do that. I'd, again, I don't know why the fuck you would, but you can. And some people do. They, they live their whole life on their deathbed until they get to dying. And then they're like, there's so much I wish I would have done. Don't live your life working every day, right? Those are people that live probably in the closed phase their entire life. They thought they knew what they were doing. Or in the open phase their entire life. And they never got to the growth phase. So it's very, very interesting the way all these things tie together. But in order to get somebody out of the closed phase, you have to remove positive energy. You have to remove yourself and allow them to get to that shift moment on their own. And by you staying connected in their life, you could potentially elongate the time that they're in the closed phase. You could, you could be supporting somebody to die on their deathbed in their closed phase. We don't want that. Nobody wants that. So you have to limit the time you spend with those people. You have to pull back and remove your energy. And if they ask you like, hey man, what the fuck? Like, why are you not spending any time with me? Why do you keep ignoring my, you know, ignoring my calls or ghosting me or whatever, all these things. Be like, hey man, I'm not ghosting you or ignoring you. I just, I don't want to spend time with you. I'm trying to move in a good direction and you keep bringing me down. You can be as blunt as that, right? There's no reason wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. Sometimes that's the kick somebody needs in order to do that. I was talking with a, uh, another friend of mine, a different guy. He's actually one of my mentors, and he was saying that he had a buddy of his that was back in college. He actually went to Michigan State too, but when he was in college, he wanted to, this particular friend of mine, wanted to grow and do better, and he, he started starting a business, and he ended up dropping out of college and just ran his business, and now he's you know crushing it, but regardless, he was with a friend who would just sit around, drink all day, and watch Netflix. And he's like, dude, I want more. I want so much more in my life. I don't want this. So my buddy started to do more and he pushed himself into the growth phase and he got mentors and other people that could pull him up and build him and create this positive lifestyle. Well, three to four years later, he said, um, yeah, it was, it was further down the road. He was at a conference with a bunch of people, right? The business owners and stuff. And he ran into this friend of his, he ran into his buddy and he's like, holy shit, Ryan, dude, you look amazing. This guy looked great, right? He had his shit together, he had a suit on, his hair back, like, the guy was looking good. He's like, dude, what happened? And he's like, bro, when you left, when you told me that you didn't want to spend any more time around me because I wasn't supporting you and I wasn't helping you get to where you wanted to be, he's like, that crushed me. So that changed so much in my life that... I started to make decisions to change myself because I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be that person that was just negative to everybody I was around. I wanted to be better. And he pushed, he essentially, what he did, what my buddy Jason did at that time for his friend Ryan, was he pushed Ryan out of the closed phase and gave Ryan an opportunity to get himself into the open phase. He gave him that emotional shift to get him out of the closed phase. And that's why the only way to do it is they have to come to that realization on their own. If you're in the close favors right now, you have to come to that realization on your own. In order to do that, typically what happens is a lot of people need to remove their, themselves from you. They need to remove their energy from your life. And that's what will cause the shift. That's what forces you to get yourself on the right track, to get yourself to that open phase. 
Now, how do you talk to somebody that's in the open phase? I think, I think we've covered the closed phase pretty well. It, it makes, makes good enough sense, I think, to, to be able to understand how do you get somebody from closed to open. Now, open phase, how do you talk to somebody in the open? What are some characteristics and, and traits to get somebody moving from open to growth phase? Now, when you're in the open phase, typically things that are encouraged, you need positivity and deep thought. You need to encourage somebody in the open phase to seek further knowledge and further guidance from people that are in the growth phase. They need to find that. Remember, you don't seek outside support in the closed phase, but once you're in the open phase, now you do. Now you can be influenced by somebody in the growth phase. Somebody that's higher up than you and further along in their process can influence you and help bring you further along. So now you can start seeking support. You can start seeking guidance. You can start finding a mentor. You can start doing all these things that before you weren't willing to do, and now you are. So typically you have to find somebody that provokes positivity and deep thought that gets you on this mental straight train to growth to get you along through that phase. Through the open phase, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of suffering, there's less settling, but there's more understanding and realization that happens in the open phase. So pain still occurs, right? I went through two breakups in my open phase. So there is a lot of pain that still occurred and things that happened, but that emotional straight train was happening and I was on it and I was starting to move myself in the direction. I didn't, I didn't know this, but I was moving myself in the direction to growth. So I was moving self in that way. Typically you want to encourage internal reflection and recognizing emotions surrounding painful memories. So this is kind of the time to relinquish yourself. You have to start relinquishing yourself from other things that essentially kind of have happened to you. Where we talk about characteristics of the open phase, you're open to new ideas and you're, re- you're willing to let go of restricting ideas, restricting paradigms that you set for yourself. So, so at this point, that's what somebody in the open phase is looking for. They're looking for the idea to relinquish themselves from these paradigms that they've been holding on to. So you want to encourage somebody to have that deep thought, to front and confront, that's the word, confront. <laughs> uh, missing my words here today. But no, you, you want to encourage somebody to confront their emotional struggles their breakups, their divorces, their family issues, um, you know, just the different things that you can go through that are affecting somebody emotionally, you want to encourage them to confront those things. That's, that's what happens a lot in the open phase. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to get somebody from re- that, that just came out of a dark place of rejecting everybody. You want to get them to a point of realizing now you're in control. No longer are things happening to you, but you're in control. And you can make these decisions and move forward. And if you want to get yourself to growth, if you want to get to this accelerating point to where you're becoming version B of yourself, that peak version of who you can be, if you want to get to that point, then we need to start relinquishing ourselves of these painful things. And the only way to do that is to recognize them and we need to deal with them. So you start, you can support somebody by doing that. That's how you can help somebody in the open phase. You can help them recognize and confront emotional events and pain surrounding those emotional events in their life. All right, the next one, growth phase. How does it go in the growth phase? Well, once you get to, remember, in order to shift from open phase to growth phase, you have to make a choice to move forward, to take action. That's the difference between open and growth. Open is a realization point of when you, you, you're in deep thought and you deal with painful memories. Growth phase is when you take action to become version B. It's almost like a planning sequence and then an action sequence. So growth phase is when you make a decision, a conscious decision to move yourself forward to get to the growth phase. Okay. So what are some characteristics? How do you talk to people that are in the growth phase? 
Well, if you're in growth phase, typically you can find somebody that's lower in the growth phase or fresher in the growth phase, and you can become a mentor to them. People that are young in the growth phase or in the open phase, you can mentor somebody at that point because now you're on this train and you have some experience because you've dealt with the stuff that you've had to deal with and you can help somebody that's going through that. You can help pull them kind of through almost kind of like what I'm doing right now, right? The podcast is designed around finding fulfillment in life relationships and finance. So all these things that I've experienced and gone through and done successfully are the things that I want to help people pull them through and get them through as well. I want to be able to mentor and to support somebody that's going through that stuff. So it's almost like you can you can kind of reach down and open your hand and you can pull somebody up, right? You can help bring somebody further along. Uh, something else in the growth phase, you take action on point B traits. So when you start talking with somebody in the growth phase or you start working with somebody in the growth phase, you'll notice that they're taking action towards that. So you need to recognize how, take notes on how they're taking action, what they're doing to move themselves in that positive direction. It's very much of a find something that works and then replicate kind of concept. So find somebody that's doing what you want and then start replicating what they're doing. Find the actions that they're taking, what is successful for them and start doing it. A big piece of the growth phase that you'll notice a lot of people in their growth phase are doing is like reading. They're reading, they're listening to podcasts, they're um, going to seminars and, and events and stuff like that. They're going to these things and they're doing these things that are helping them grow. The best way to learn from someone else's experiences. You can listen to podcasts, you can talk to them or you can read books. I, I've, I've read a lot of books. I'm currently reading Never Split the Difference by um, what is that? Rick Voss, I think. Um, but you start learning these things that other people have done, right? You learn from experience, from previous experience from other people. So a lot of people in the growth phase are constantly trying to learn. They're constantly trying to find those mentors and find those people to bring them further along, right? Somebody that's higher or further along in their growth phase to bring them up. And that's, that's what, that's what happens. Growth phase is all about you're taking action. And then typically what happens is somebody that's taking action is willing to work with somebody that's not so far along, that someone that's newer in the, in their path and bring them with them because that's all, that's part of the fulfillment, right? Is helping other people, other people find fulfillment in bringing somebody up and pulling them along, but they can't be there unless they're in their open phase. At least they can be in the growth phase as well, but they have to at least be in the open phase. If you're in the closed phase, there's no way you're going to move forward. You have to make that decision on your own before you can find somebody to start mentoring and pulling you along. So that's kind of like the biggest notes from this. I think it's really cool stuff. When I started kind of realizing it, I started taking a lot of notes and it's been something that I've formulated over the last six months to a year, just the outline of what these three phases are, what the characteristics are, how you can communicate with people, how to, how to help people move and shift from one phase to another and get through it. So I, I definitely refer back to a lot of these notes all the time. Um, I just wanted to make this podcast episode to kind of describe a little bit of what it's like and answer some questions surrounding how to move from one stage to another and how to identify where you're at so you can help somebody else. So it's very, very cool stuff. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys take a lot from it. Please like, subscribe. Make sure you guys share. If anybody else needs to hear this message, please, of course, share with them. Let them hear everything that we have to talk about and all the things, the great, wonderful things that you're learning. Make sure to rate on Apple Podcasts and follow me on Instagram. Send me some feedback. Let me know what you guys want to hear next. We'll talk to you guys in the next one. See ya.